The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty Radio Show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you guys are listening by Red State Talk Radio and you want to join us and watch the video portion of the radio show, you can do that. Head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com. That's right. You can see the face that's made for radio. And you can catch our live video feed right there on the right side of the page. You can also check us out on BeforeIt'sNews.com. We're going live right there on the front uh, page, as well as Bradley's Twitter account at BradleyDean1. We're on Periscope and Twitch at Setting Brush Fires. Facebook, just look up Bradley Dean. You'll find us there. Um, and also, I'll be pulling that video right after we're done, and it'll be back up again on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Just letting you know, um, due to the targeting. So we're going to do that and have it up on Sons of Liberty Media later on this morning. DLive.tv, also, The Sons of Liberty. Look us up there. Before we get into things today, uh, we're going to be talking about the FISA courts, the FBI, and the spying on Americans. And if you don't think that's relevant, all you people who were so upset that the Trump campaign, and rightly so, that the Trump campaign was spied on by our own government, um, I don't understand why you guys aren't just as upset that you are being spied on every single day here in this country. That should make you a whole lot more mad because that's a violation of your Fourth Amendment rights. So we're going to talk about that in just a minute. If you'd like to support the Sons of Liberty, again, we don't have our hand out for money, but we do let you know that we have needs. Go to sonslibertymedia.com. You'll be able to see right here there's a donate button right at the top of the page. You guys listen by radio. If you head over there, it's right at the top of the page. Uh, You can make a one-time donation uh, for Sons of Liberty. Also, if you'd like to join us every month, you can do that. Set it up. Become a son or daughter of liberty. You can, I think it starts at $30 a month, and you can go up from there. Whatever you want to do, it's pain-free. Set it up one time. It happens every month, and uh, we appreciate all you guys' support. Finally, if you'll slide down just a bit, down on the right on sonsoflibertymedia.com, there's an area where you can put your email address in. You'll get one email from us a day. We don't rent it out. We don't sell it. We're not spamming you. We're just going to give you one email a day, 
that gives you the articles that we cover for the day, both by myself and Bradley, as well as other contributors that we have. And again, we appreciate you guys very much and your support, not only of coming in here every morning and also in the afternoons uh, for Bradley at 3 p.m., but your prayers and also your financial support. Now, with that said, we have a dynamic duo this morning. <laughs> and uh, so we're going to bring them on. Uh, you guys remember Captain Carl. And uh, this morning we also have joining with us uh, out in the mountain time zone, I believe it is, uh, his daughter, Tracy. And um, so we're going to welcome them to the Sons of Liberty. But before I do, um, proud Papa, you guys already know Captain Carl. All right. Uh, he's almost become regular here. Um, you know, definitely very much family. But uh, Proud Papa wants me to read off a very lengthy introduction for his his daughter because he's such a Proud Papa. And uh, since you guys haven't met Tracy, um, this is how Dad describes her. She is a daughter of Liberty, has his very blood uh, sense of responsibility in terms of civic duty as an American militia, freedom forces, troop, of the Second Amendment law operating under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 of the Constitution, which we've talked about on several occasions. She started working with her dad in 2009 with the creation of the M&M Sons and Daughters of Liberty, a Tea Party organization that soon joined the Wisconsin Tea Party Coalition. M&M were unanimously elected to the state's rights, state sovereignty, and state nullification division of the WTC by over 80 of the Tea Party leaders. In between 2010 and 2013, Tracy was in firearm safety and training with her instructor dad and his fellow Project Appleseed training team. She earned a high-level sniper designation. In 2014, she served a one-and-a-half-week tour of duty with the American Militia Freedom Forces of the Second Amendment Law at the, Batter of Bunk- at the Battle of Bunkerville, which we also spoke about, at Bundy Ranch. Uh, Captain Carl and uh, Tracy were selected to serve on the Bundy Ranch's personal security detail, as well as... The what was the family? Because I lost my place there. Oh, the Sharps. The Sharps, the Sharps. yeah, the yeah. Sharps. The the family singers there. So uh, you guys did that. Uh, there's the Sharps family was actually after uh, the deep state <laughs> executed Lavoy Finicum in Oregon. So okay, that was what that was all about. Um, there were concerns that the deep state might try to kidnap them because Victoria Sharp is an actual eyewitness to the murder by the FBI and the Oregon, I call them state blue coats over there. They yep. set up a military assault. She was the young girl in the truck, inside the right. truck with uh, Shona Cox. Yep. Right. And with Ryan Bundy. Yes. Yep. Uh, who we had on the other week. So if you guys missed that, um, if you missed that show, you can go to sonslibertymedia.com. You can pick that up. Just put Ryan Bundy in there and you should be able to pull that up as well. Um, <clears throat> so guys, here's the thing. And by the way, uh, Tracy, welcome to the Sons of Liberty. First time for you, and uh, I know you're excited to be on. We're excited to have you. And uh, Carl, welcome back to the Sons of Liberty. Here's the thing. Let's talk just a little bit before we get into this whole FISA court thing, because you and I had some back and forth over that. I think it was last week, and that's why we wanted to to bring you guys on this week. There was uh, a hearing that largely went, I guess, unseen and unheard due to all the political shenanigans of the WWE match that's going on across the country now. And not that it's not serious. I I do believe that there is real voter fraud. But in large measure, it's taking the people away from what's happening to them. And when something like this happens, it's always that it's not that it's not important, but it's a distraction from what's actually going on. So, um, Carl, do you want to kind of start us off? And then, Tracy, we'll get you to chime in as well. 
what went on with you guys concerning the FBI and possible FISA involvement? I don't know if you had FISA involvement, but you definitely have had uh, the FBI surveilling you guys. Right. Well, it, it really, we have to lay a little bit of foundation that Tracy and I were, as you stated now, uh, at the Battle of Bunkerville and at the Bundy Ranch. We were the Bundy Ranch's personal security detail. Uh, we be, be, we became very close friends with the pretty much the entire Bundy Ranch family, especially Cliven and Carol and Ammon and Ryan and uh, you know the other and several of the other family members as well. And uh, you know we were there uh, ever since then. Um, we've been periodically tracked uh, by the FBI, even having they were either CHRs, uh, they call them confidential human resources. Uh, who produce uh, what is called 302 reports. And uh, then also I went to Malheur. I was, I was one of the guys that helped to, uh, uh, to you know, cover the Malheur Wildlife Refuge when, when we took it over in support of the seven constitutional laws. There are seven constitutional laws, by the way. It's important for your, for your people to know this, uh, that specifically prohibit the U.S. government from owning or managing any land in any territory that's been transformed by act of Congress into a free, independent, and sovereign state. Uh, I just want to mention a quick fact because whenever I'm talking to some what I call Tories, which are big government loyalists and lovers who believe that the government always does everything right, um, we need to bring forth the fact that the so-called property clause that they like to refer to talks about territories. Uh, once a state becomes a territory, I mean, excuse me, once a territory becomes a state, it's no longer a territory and it's not covered under the property clause of the Constitution and the government has no right to stick their nose in that state's business unless it's one of the 18 enumerated powers that the state's and we, the people, through our free, independent, sovereign home countries, delegated uh, to uh, the U.S. government. And there's only 18 of those under Article 1, Section 8 clause, uh, just Article 1, Section 8. That's where the list is. We need to get that forth out to the public because the public has never been educated by the government-sponsored public school system through their federal grants, which they use to control the states. Federal grants are against the Constitution. And everybody says, oh, no, don't tell me that. We want our state to have all this money. We want to have green spaces and this and that and the other thing for our people here in this state. The problem with, the problem with that is where do they get that money from? <laughs> they get that from stealing that out of our paychecks before we even get our paychecks. They steal our money and use that. So, um, you know, it just needed to cover that. So ever since then, we've had issues. For example, at the Bundy Ranch, we had, uh, uh, gosh, at least a dozen um, FBI infiltrators who were right with us in our camps and, and so on and so forth and putting out their 302 reports. That became clear in the trial in Las Vegas that had to do with the Battle of Bunkerville and the fact that uh, the American Militia Freedom Force, well, I'm going to say it the way it really it, the, the trials are pretty much over with now, so I'm going to be pretty free uh, with talking. But um, we, when we uh, were, were at Bunkerville, uh, there, anyways, we went to a trial in Las Vegas, and it, through the trial, we found out that there were, you know, like 
over a dozen FBI infiltrators there right amongst us, spying on us, okay? Um, and what we were doing, again, is uh, bringing to light the fact that the seven constitutional laws, uh, one of the laws being the Tenth Amendment law, um, and so um, they, they were not allowed to operate in Nevada. That was Cliven Bundy's point. He, he paid his grazing fees to the state. But the state said to him, we can't take this money. That's not our land. And Cliven Bundy said, yes, it is. The U.S. government's not allowed to own or manage any land. The BLM isn't even authorized to operate at all. The BLM is not a listed power under Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, pursuant to the Tenth Amendment law. So this is the reason why the FBI is after us. We're trying to teach the people and show the people the rule of law. The rule of law, by the way, does not mean statutes and codes. According to the Supreme Court of the United States, statutes and codes are not law unless they're made in pursuance of the Constitution. And you can find that under Article 6, Clause 2 of the Constitution. Look it up for yourself. So-called laws are not law unless they're made in pursuance of the Constitution, meaning in pursuance of the Tenth Amendment law and the entire Bill of Rights. So you need to go through the Bill of Rights. Um, to, to learn all this stuff. So the FBI is trying to stop us from educating the American people and also executing the laws of the union. The responsibility of the militia, first of all, the militia is everybody between the ages of 17 and, and, and 45, with exceptions on the higher end for education, experience, you know, skill sets, things of, things of that nature. Um, so every American is in the militia. That's the law. You can't get out of it, even if you want to get out of it. If you're an American citizen, you're in the militia. End of story. That's the law. You cannot get out of that. Um, so it's our duty to execute the laws of the union. That's pursuant to Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15 of the Constitution. That's our responsibility and our duty is to execute the laws of the union. Execute the laws of the union on what? The laws that the, the rule of law is uh, is the Constitution itself. In the very first paragraph of the Constitution, it lists out all of the rulers, leaders, and higher powers over the United States, and even over the President of the United States, over Congress, uh, over the Supreme Court of the United States. It's very clear in the first paragraph. The entire list of all the rulers and all of our leaders are listed there in the first three words. And those rulers and leaders are we, the people. And what does it say in that first paragraph? It says that we, the people, or I'm cutting just a few words out of here to be a little bit briefer. We, the people, ordain and established our laws on the President of the United States and on Congress, meaning the Tenth Amendment law in this particular case is what I'm leading to, to secure, and this is a quote, to secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. And it's because we, the people, haven't been doing our duty is the reason why we're in the dire straits that we're in right now, including the fraud with the elections. Uh, and, and I went into that before. I won't go into that again. If somebody wants to read or pre watch our previous program, that'd be good. But ever since then, ever since the FBI started uh, infiltrating our ranks, and they, they've infiltrated, they infiltrated several militia too. And that's one of the concerns, and that's one of the reasons why the militia gets a little afraid about going out to a, to a duty, to a call of duty, is because they're always afraid of some uh, FBI guy that's implanted in there, and then they're going to use 
color of law. In other words, Title 18, U.S. Code 241-242, deprivation of rights under color of law, okay? Anything that goes against the Constitution is color of law. Anything that goes against our Second Amendment rights and purchasing weapons of all different sorts, we should be able to buy tanks is what we need to be able to do, and MRAPs and everything else, okay? We should be able to buy, we should be able to buy machine guns. Look at the forces that are lined up against the 10th Amendment law, for example. Um, There's 6 million jobs uh, in the deep state that don't belong there, that are against the rule of law, against the 10th Amendment law. So we're battling against 6 million employees, each of them getting, uh, say, $140,000 and, and up and perks that we need to bring into or under the rule of law. And we, to do that, we need the American people to be educated, and we need to, to elect state legislators who will... Uh, sponsor and pass the Kentucky and Virginia resolutions by James Madison and Thomas Jefferson and augment that with an arrest provision to make that binding. But anyways, those are the kinds of things that the FBI does not want me or Tracy or any constitutional patriot to talk about. And that's why they're dogging us all the time. And also they're concerned that, you know, we did a really good thing over there at Millier. As, and, and then, you know, we can get into that too a little bit later, but, um, Okay, uh, let's 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 break let's let's break right there for just a second because you're speaking about um, some of these things with the Tenth Amendment law, and for those who don't know, it's basically saying the federal government whatever we didn't list for you those eighteen to however you want to enumerate them twenty one things within Article One, whatever we didn't list there, you can't spend money on and you can't write law about. Otherwise, it's not law; it's pretended law. And so that's that's where all of that kind of goes as far as the 10th Amendment. It's the power resides with the people and with the states. And so we got some people talking about the vaccine and stuff. Guys, that, that would clearly fall under the Fourth Amendment. You're to be protected in your persons, in your homes. They can't, they're not allowed to be coming in your house and sticking you with a needle with all kinds of poisons to put in your body just because they're scared or they're trying to make you scared. Those things are protections that you have. So with that said, we're talking a lot here about um, surveillance and spying on. Now, Captain Carl, one of the things that you and I talked about was the spying that went on with the Bundys, the snipers that were brought in, and the federal government said, oh, no, we didn't do it. We didn't do any of that. We didn't do it. And then we we just dumped the pictures on them. Yeah, you did, you liars. Um, And we showed the people that's what they were doing. And this is why the Bundys put out the call uh, across the nation for help. They were really scared for their lives. Their government had turned on them for the sake of land. They had al- they were already killing their cows, and now they've got uh, snipers around their houses. Now, let me let me kind of toss it over, Tracy. She's up a little early this morning. Let me let me get uh, sort of a take there, and then we'll bring you back on. You guys have been spied on. Uh, Tracy, you've been spied on. You've been surveilled. Your dad's been spied on and surveilled. Some of your friends that you've served with have done that. Can you talk to us a little bit about what that was like, what brought all that on, and where you guys are right now with that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, you know, it, like Dad said, I think it all started, you know, with us helping the Bundys and, uh, you know, trying to, you know, protect all their their livelihood and their family. It's crazy. People don't understand how bad it is. And until you, 
until you run into uh, all of a sudden your family trips, all of a sudden you're infiltrated by these weird people. Uh, it's insane. Um, for me, uh, it, I, it really hit home. The first time that I suspected, and it's, it's clear that they, it's confirmed that they were FBI agents. Me and my younger brother, Drake, had it had nothing to do with my dad. We, he just wanted to, uh, you know, have a big family vacation with me in Colorado with a couple of his friends. They drove out there from Wisconsin and I met them. I drove out from San Diego and, you know, we met uh, in Colorado. And uh, the, the moment I got there, well, a funny thing happened. First of all, our cabins were... Um, we had to like switch cabins three times. And then when I got there, we had to switch another cabin and I don't know, everybody's like, Oh, we're sorry. It was really odd. I don't, I have a feeling that there was something to do with those agents that we happened to learn that, that uh, became a part of our group there. Uh, But uh, anyway, so at the moment I got there, there were these two people. Uh, one was a man and he was exactly my age. I don't know what, how old I was. Back then. I don't know, probably 33, 34. I don't know. It was in 2017, but he was exactly my age and they had, and then there was a girl who was the age of my younger brother, Drake, who is 20, was 20 at the time. And uh, every they just, they started uh, telling us, they're like, okay, we go along with you. We went fishing. And this guy says he knows how to fish and he couldn't even hook a, he couldn't even tie a fishing knot. (laughs) It was crazy. And I'm like, what the, I kind of felt bad for him. I'm like, oh man, maybe this guy just wants to be, you know, he wants to look cool in front of me and he, but he really didn't know what he was talking about, you know? And he was, the main point is, oh, yeah, also, the funny thing about that is, uh, as we were talking, they also were brother and sister. Ha- ha- there were half brothers and half sisters, exactly like me and Drake, but their story changed, changed, and then she became, like, they said they were, like, cousins or something at one point. I don't know. It was crazy, and I started getting a weird feeling because I was talking to this guy, you know, it was... Uh, some, some of our friends went out with um, the younger girl and stuff. They all went out to like go shopping or something, but I want to go swimming. And after I got done swimming, he all of a sudden comes into my cabin and I started getting, I like to learn a lot about people. So I have a lot of questions. And the thing is, is every question that I asked him, he was kind of dodging. He wouldn't let me get into his mind. It wasn't like he was real. And that's when I started realizing, I'm like, there's something, I feel like I can't read you right. Like, how come you're, he, he wouldn't answer my questions. Um, let me, let me interject here just a second. You're saying yeah. this ha- this is going on a couple of years after the Bundy Ranch, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'll tell you what, after, yeah, it was, um, it didn't, it's, it's almost like you don't, you don't believe it yourself, even though it's confirmed and it's, it was confirmed. I mean, it's confirmed that they were FBI agents. This is this is actually after Malheur, so this is after twenty seventeen, right. and and at the time I think Drake was actually seventeen. No, uh, no, he was older than that, Dad, because he was in college. Well, he's twenty one now. Oh yeah, oh. he was he was just in college. So then yeah. maybe he was eighteen then. He might have been eighteen, yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, and all of this, the people are asking, so so what's going on here? Well, guys, <clears throat> the point is about FBI surveillance, and that's what she's getting at. There are people who come, and uh, we had that uh, when when I was doing all the coverage of Malheur, and uh, Pete and Deb were covering that, and I think it came out. There were dozens, dozens of these people who were informants. They were paid informants, and then they had the FBI guys in there, too. I mean, it was just it was just rife with I don't know how you say it. Traitors, they're turning in their own people for standing up for the law. Uh, so go ahead, Tracy. That, that's people were asking about that, so I just wanted to make sure that that was clear. I, I also just want to add in since we're on the Bunny Ranch right now, uh, the FBI the FBI sent in a group of people uh, from an organization, supposed organization called Fogball. Oh, yeah. I mean, they were filmers and photographers and like reporters kind of thing. And uh, they went in and they recorded uh, the Bundy Ranch with their cameras and stuff. And they were all around the Bundy Ranch that, yep. interviewing people and stuff like this. Well, it turns out that they were all FBI, okay? Yep. And they were doing everything possible to make the Bundy Ranch look bad. And I told, I, I learned of Fogbo, you're couple few years before that and i knew that they were uh embeds fbi infiltrator type people you know enemies of directly enemies of the constitution and the bill of rights and they were violating our fourth amendment rights to privacy as you were speaking uh you know also and uh and also these guys are now dogging me on twitter and they're getting they're each getting paid like one hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece so we're talking over half a million dollars just to totally discredit me in every possible way so that i have a problem uh deploying american militia freedom forces to required uh foes field of operations um and, and so this is this is how they operate they do everything to discredit you they spy on you they use that information in court to try and and sack you in the prison and turn you into a U.S. government patriot political prisoner, even yep. though you're working on the side of the Constitution to execute yep. laws of the Union. And it goes on and on and on. Okay, well, go ahead. I, hang on. I'm, I'm real familiar with the Fogbo stuff because I covered a Navy veteran out of Tennessee. You may have heard of him. Uh, Walter, I'm drawing a blank right here. But the Fogbo went after him, and when I was covering his story, because he was trying to deal with illegal, I think it was an illegal jury or something like that that was going on, if I remember right. If I can pull up the articles, I'll put those in the archive so you guys can check them out. But um, the Fogbo guys, who's headed by a guy who seems to be an open communist. I mean, he wears a communist hat. I forget the guy's name. Um, but he's an open communist, and uh, uh, these guys... Honest. Who is it? At least he's honest. Yeah, he's honest about it, uh, and they started it. They started to attack me in their little fogbow forms. It doesn't bother me. I, I mean, I don't live my life according to what those guys do. But just so people understand, this isn't just uh, going on out there at Bundy Ranch or uh, Maui or any of this other stuff. It's it's you know it it happens even to to little guys like me out here. Uh, go ahead, Tracy. Yeah, you know, an interesting thing about fog blow. I think it's fog blow. Anybody can go in into that um, and see their little chat that they have. It's it's kind of an obscure site, but anybody can get in there and you can see like what they're chatting about. However, there's some uh, more uh, sensitive information that you have to have like um, a sign in account, a secret password or whatever to be able to access those. So I really want to know what those secret 
uh, chat room, what that secret chat room uh, has to say. But you know, they. But for everybody out there, it's it's completely public. I mean, you can you can see and and oh my gosh, Dad, Dad has a. <laughs> Oh man, it's so funny because uh, Dad has like uh, hundreds of th- I don't know th- thousands of comments about him. They he must have like fifty people who are like keeping track of what he's doing, and, and they're you know they make fun of us. And they're all DHS agents, operatives, psych, yeah. psych, uh, psych, uh, psych operators, uh, just to discredit me. But Tracy. Let's go back to your, okay, so you and Drake are probably going to meet uh, at some mountain or some mountain camp or something like that in Colorado, okay? You guys both get there. They start moving your cabins around. You start playing like musical chairs out there in a different Finally, they get you situated in a cabin, and you're right next to uh, whose cabin then? Right next. uh, Yeah, actually, yes, you're right about that. I, I, yes, we're right next to the the brother and sister duo just uh so conveniently the same as me and drake you know and every you guys it, it was like all of a sudden we had new friends because every single place we went anything that we did they were with us everywhere and they they happened to uh come from the same area in wisconsin too by the way so it was kind of convenient that um in, in fact, the girl who was, uh, we believe, a CHR confidential human resource, according to the FBI and the Department of Justice, uh, she actually went to school to the same school, Drake. Right. He, he didn't know that until he got back. That's my understanding of it. He didn't know that. I don't know. Uh, I think he Drake. Man, he finds out that she's there. Well, what we believe it was is she was in school for, quote, unquote, law enforcement. Mm-hmm. And we believe that they gave her all sorts of extra credit for being a CHR. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I, and they get paid a certain amount of money as well. They get paid. They're okay. paid agents. So, Carl, I, inform people what a CHR is. Uh, CHR stands for Confidential Human Resource. And what they do, a lot of times what they do is they'll take somebody who they got before, usually by a lot of times by some shady means, like some kind of gun restriction or gun law. Maybe their barrel, like one of my one of my American Militia Freedom Forces guys who, you know, associates with my American Militia Freedom Forces, had the barrel of his gun about a half an inch too short, approximately, okay? <laughs> So they arrested him on gun charges, okay, and put him in prison. He's a U.S. government political prisoner because the barrel of his gun was was like a half an inch, no more than a half an inch too short. And they got him on that and put him in prison for like a decade or something like that, whatever, decades. And all of that is a clear violation of the Second Amendment. It shall not be infringed. It doesn't say whether your knife is longer than six-inch blade or whether your gun barrel is you know, so many inches or whatever the case may be, that's a clear violation of the Second Amendment. We didn't authorize them to regulate or restrict our arms in any capacity, folks. This is what we're talking about. So you guys that say we need common sense gun laws, common sense gun laws are an oxymoron. They don't belong together. And that's murder, not what a, murder is illegal. Yeah, that's murder exactly right. Is illegal. 
That's that's right. all. That's and so all is get. armed robbery. So is armed right. robbery. So let's let's. I, I can use my car right now. I could use my car and kill sure uh, a lot more people if I if I mean if I was a criminal, obviously. And, and this people. guy has never done anything violent, even though under Article One, Section Eight, Clause Fifteen of the Constitution, in order to execute the laws of the Union. In other words, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and actually the Declaration of Independence is in there too. It's the first line used code that makes the Constitution and the Bill of Rights make any sense at all or function at all. Um, hmm. he, 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 he actually had the authority by constitutional law in order to be violent if he had to make an arrest uh, of some criminal of a capital felony a traitor against the Tenth Amendment law, for example, or something. But he was never violent. And and they put him in U.S. government political prison for having a barrel that was a half an inch too short. Big deal. That's that's not violence. No, that's it's not it's not. It's 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 something they've made up again. It's a color of law issue. Okay, so so that we get kind of on track here. Yeah. Um, you, you got you you were saying this this uh, brother sister cousin whatever they were uh, duo is basically bunking next to you guys in another cabin. And they're mm-hmm. keeping an eye on you. This is after Bundy Ranch. This is after Malheur. Uh, was Bundy Ranch was like 2014. I think Malheur was 2016. Is that correct? Um, there's about two years between them. Something about like 2017. That. I think. So, it was okay. All right. So you got that. They're they're somehow. How do you find out who they actually are and what okay. they're actually doing? I'm sorry. I'm going to try to be okay. a little shorter and blunter here. Uh, what ha- uh, what ended up happening is uh, we caught it, it didn't even register in my mind, even though I knew that they were acting weird and it was weird how everything was so appropriate. Uh, what happened at one point is Drake actually caught the 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 man who was my age. He not he went and knocked on his cabin at one point, and uh, I was writing down something. Go ahead and use his first name. Go ahead and use his first name. It doesn't matter. I forgot what his name is. I forget names, Dad. You know how bad I am with that. Okay. I forgot what his name is. Honestly, I I don't remember. I know he was trying to call me, though, a lot, um, because I don't think he realized I I found out about that. Uh, But anyway, so he was writing something in in his cabin while Drake came and knocked on the door. But you could kind of see through the window. And as Drake knocked on the cabin door, the guy's writing like this. All of a sudden, he, like, froze and then dropped his pen and then, like, slid a newspaper over it. And Drake's like, what the heck is he doing? Like, why 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 is he trying? He actually dropped the pen and was like, it seemed like he was caught, hand caught in the cookie jar type thing, I guess. Is a good analogy for that. So when we were driving back, um, oh, this is a big thing too, is our darn trip got cut short because uh, there was a, there was kind of a, a bossy girl that Drake was friends at with at the time. And she became buddy, buddy with the girl, especially because this bossy girl who is Drake's original friend is studying to be a police officer as well. And, uh, and I'm pretty sure that she took her out and said, Hey, I'm working with this and I'm getting extra credit. I don't know. This is my own theory with this, but she, I know that her personality changed, changed towards me about a, a two days after or a day and a half or two days after all of a sudden she became completely, um, uh, like, 
disrespectful and like mean and like like it's almost like she was annoyed with me almost and I'm old mind you I'm like almost twice or eight well not twice but it was it was I was like what's wrong with her attitude holy cow what happened something happened there where they discussed and she and so then okay anyway so what happened is our trip got cut in half because oh we need to go home now and me and Drake are like no we want to we want to go whitewater rafting we want to go hike in the woods more we want to go up in the mountains and do cool stuff you know and 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 then they I mean what's the point of going to Colorado if I can only be there for two days you know <laughs> it's ridiculous and yeah so we we came back and uh as we were driving in the car me and Drake were alone at one point and he's like hey something's weird I go yeah I know what the heck is going on with these people he goes I saw him writing something you know he told me that story and we he's actually the one who suggested that because it never I couldn't imagine why would the FBI come and infiltrate a vacation that I was planning that only me and Drake were planning to you know, to do cool, you know, outdoorsy stuff. See, it, it, yeah. I couldn't imagine it. It's it, it, How did they even find out that you and Drake were going to meet out there in Colorado? Exactly. Well, no, that that's that's the that's the question I have. Exactly. Just so yeah. that just so that we get because people are hearing all this this different stuff. You're having some strange interactions on a vacation. How mm-hmm. do you find out these people are FBI? And let's mm-hmm. let's transition over into how they got, how they usurped. Let's put it that way. Authority to go and and basically spy on you. Also, along with that, what questions did they ask you? Did they ask you questions about? Me? Oh, ever, Dad, it was all they were. Whenever the topic went to like what Dad was up to and stuff, yeah, they were very curious about all those things. Now, this is a while ago. And I didn't take notes, but it was kind of strange how they um, they perked up whenever we talked about, you know, dad and stuff. And so did you talk about the American Militia Freedom Forces, the Bundy Ranch, Malheur a little bit? And probably, that, yes. And, I'm, and then, uh, I think yes, yes. I, I know we did actually. What I do and what I'm involved with, and then a little bit. Oh yeah. Did at the Bundy Ranch. Is, are those the kinds of questions that they were asking you? As far as I remember, yes, because I know that I get passionate about those things. And if I meet anybody, you know, I like to kind of test them and to see like what they're able to handle. You know, you, you can tell a liberal from a, uh, well, you, you know, a uh, an, an, from a patriot, let's say. So, and they seemed like they were promoting like, um, and this, you know, in the beginning, even they were promoting kind of a, a, a a patriotic kind of viewpoint and so but they they didn't they seemed to like agree with everything but they never contributed to the conversation as much as like I was telling I was in because I was I was, I'm I'm proud of like the Bundys and how, what they did to stand up up to um you know our to the deep state. To the, to the deep, deep state. state, yeah. And also, didn't you have, like, campfires and stuff like that where you would talk around a campfire? I exactly, yeah. That, that's what I'm talking This is what I'm remembering now. That's when, you know, we – that's when I indulged or, you know, divulged – is that the word I want to use? Into telling them about the patriotic stuff that we do, Dad, or the, you know, the standing up to the corruption and the 
the tyrants that are out there trying to steal all of our freedoms away from us. And uh, yeah, uh, any, uh, to answer your question, question, Tim, and I'm sorry, I get off track all the time, is we definitely found out that they were FBI agents for, for a fact because Drake ended up actually uh, rooming with this girl. I don't know why, what, what was Drake thinking? I, I told him like, don't trust her. And he said, yes, she did meant she did. Uh, she did confirm that she was working with the FBI and, um, and Drake, for some reason, Drake got like a, what's that called? Um, Twitter painted. Yeah. Twitter, no, <laughs> no, what's, the, Any, what's that girl who got, um, anyway, this, this girl was really pretty, a very pretty blonde. No, she wasn't that. She was plain. I think she was pretty. I met her at Drake's, uh, college house there. I'll tell you what, I've seen Twitter. a lot better. Any, anyway, I thought she was kind of pretty. And, uh, anyways, Drake kind of got Twitter painted with her, which is part of the operation. What's, no, Dad, <laughs> what's that term? What's that term that when that girl got kidnapped and then they turned her? into thinking like her, you know, that, oh, that you, mean, you mean, you mean like uh Victoria Sharp and uh, what do they call that syndrome? When you're the Stockholm, syndrome. the Stockholm syndrome. Yeah. The, the Stockholm syndrome. syndrome. There you go, Tim. You got uh, it. Um, Victoria Sharp ended up going with the, one of the very lead operators of the FBI operation. Uh, McConnell, Mike uh, McConnell was his last name. And she actually became a girlfriend of his. Uh, she just, I think she just wanted to make sure that the FBI wouldn't try to kill her or kidnap her or something. Cause she was, she was completely freaked out. I can tell you some stories at the safe house when, uh, be, well, anyways, I can tell you some stories about That's that. what they do. This is their operation is they always try to get like a, like, I guess a honey pot. Is that what they call it? They kind of try to get in there. They, they, they learn about you. They know your interests. And they pretend to be interested, but if you're if you pay attention, you can tell there's something off about their interests. Yeah, of course. Well, they so, they've gotten they've gotten people to a point to where people like to talk about themselves. This mm-hmm. is a lot of what social media is about. I think we had this mm-hmm. conversation the other night uh, when we were all talking, and they they get you to tell about about yourself. Uh, so you end up divulging a lot of information that you normally wouldn't at be first, telling somebody. At first, but yeah. then they weren't they weren't reciprocating because I, sure. Tim, I ask a ton of questions when I meet anybody because I feel weird talking about myself. If 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 it feels like it has to be a give and take conversation, you know, it's just uh, otherwise I feel weird if if somebody's not telling me a little bit about themselves, you know. And the thing is, I couldn't get a straight answer from these people. Not only that, but she did tell uh, Drake's friend, Isaac, that, uh, you know, my my real name isn't uh, whatever she told her. I I don't remember these people's names, but she we she told him, you go, by the way, you know, because she was kind of with Isaac at back then Uh, at the trip. She was kind of futzing around with uh, that Isaac guy. And then uh, and then she ended up when they moved, went back to Wisconsin, she ended up being with Drake for a little bit. I think she was a girlfriend almost like, like I said, Stockholm syndrome. They, they were, they were. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let, let's, let's get this. Okay. So you guys have, it's been some time since you've been at Bundy ranch. It's been some time since you've been at Mallier. You're having a family vacation. You find out there's two FBI people who are in essence spying on you, trying to learn whatever they can learn. I guess 
Uh, they think that uh, you're they really buy into the fact that you're some kind of domestic terrorist. How would this tie into the whole idea of FISA courts? Because here's here's the question I got for you, Captain Carl. We we spoke about this the other day because you were kind of praising a Ron Johnson out there um, when, when he did his little thing in this in this hearing. And I could play the hearing, but I'm, what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the hearing in the archive so people can listen to it themselves. How does this tie to FISA? Was FISA involved with you guys uh, for Malheur and also Bundy Ranch? Well, let's look at this. Somehow the FBI found out that my daughter Tracy and my son Drake were both meeting up in Colorado and all of a sudden the FBI are are there. How did they find out about that? You know, I mean... uh, You don't know how it feels either. I mean, And they knew the time and date that they were going to be there. They had all the details locked down. They're already with their 302 reports that uh, the, the guy, I forgot his name too, but I wasn't involved there. I was, you know, I was just in Wisconsin. That's another thing too. I had my 45 with me, which I, I always carry with me all the time. Um, but I had my 45 with me, you know, and uh, that guy, that's another thing that bothered Drake a lot is the way he was handling that because he, he was just like, he was, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm like, geez, you really know how to handle that, eh? And and he was uh, he was all about. It was interesting, you know. Wait, wait, now let, let, you said the word Dra- name Drake. You mean the F the guy that was the FBI guy? Right, the guy. He was an expert. Drake with, was. Uh, this is the thing that bothered Drake is the way that he was handling my 45. Okay, okay, one one at a time because you guys are back and forth right. and it's kind of getting covered up there. <laughs> Let me talk, but the way that Drake told me is that he was freaked out the way this guy could handle a handgun and right. was yeah. so proficient with it. It wasn't normal. It wasn't just a guy with a handgun. He had a lot of training. Yeah, right. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead, Trace. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, you know what? Oh, let me just make a, a long series of events short here. Okay, so that was this the first time. That's the first time that I uh, was introduced to FBI spying on me on my vacation with, and it feels so intrusive. It you don't know how it's gonna feel until like it's like, can I do anything without like having like my family? Be- it it feels intrusive, and you get angry and emotional about it because. I don't know. It feels like you're in the Gestapo or something. I don't know how to explain it until you, until you have these people tailing you all the time. You really don't know how it feels. And I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that this was going to continue on like this, but me and dad have had uh, uh, some infiltrations with some of our other things. Why don't you go ahead and talk about Florida a little bit? Florida is, well, dad. Island, for example, uh, Okay, let, let, let me let me do the lead-in, and then you tell the rest of the story. Okay, Dad. Uh, my American Militia Freedom Forces troop, um, we had a we had a new American Militia Freedom Forces, oper- we call it operational vehicle, uh, which is pretty fancy. It's like 30-some feet long with a long box, and it's got a, you know, it, it's got satellite communications. It has floor night vision cameras over the place, so we can zoom in on a license plate take a picture in the in the darkness of night and then run that through the satellite and find out who those people are, stuff like that. Um, it's a pretty fancy vehicle. Well, we used that vehicle and we had the people of Marinette County uh, donate um, 
all sorts of goods and needs and food and blankets and pillows and uh, medical supplies, all sorts of stuff. And we also took down equipment to help the people, the victims of Hurricane Irma down there, uh, because it was a, a, going to be a horrible hurricane, we had heard. And so we went down there and we brought this big 25-foot enclosed trailer with all these supplies. And the good people of Marinette County donated so much stuff that the tires were literally going a little bit flat, not flat, flat, but they were, you know, belled out, okay? We, we took that all the way from the very northern coastline of Wisconsin all the way down to Florida, to help the people, the victims of Hurricane Irma. So it was the American Militia Freedom Forces, you know, of the Second Amendment law, you know, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. We're going down there to help the people and rescue people. We even brought down a boat that we were going to rescue people and stuff like that out of the waters and so on and so forth. But they wouldn't let us pass a certain point. They wouldn't let us get down to the Keys, which is where they really needed help. But anyways, there were a lot of victims in the southern part of Florida, like around the Mark Weiland area, and south of there, that they were just devastated. I mean devastated. It was horrible. And we were handing out this food, and the mothers were coming up to us and hugging us and crying and thanking us, you know, for distributing this food and everything else. So I had just fin- we had just finished taking out all the, like, pallets full of stuff. It wasn't pallets. It was piled up. But, I mean, we finished handing all that stuff out to the people, and I the, and, and I went back to a place that was called the Mark Island Patriots. They were also, these Patriots were also getting supplies and goods from the people, you know, whoever could supply them with stuff that they could hand out to the people and help to feed them and things of that nature. And so they had pallets of stuff in their driveway. And I said, hey, instead of you guys taking it, why don't we put it in our big 25-foot long enclosed trailer and let's get this stuff moved out. I'll help you guys. I said, Captain Carl, that sounds really great. You know, come on over the next morning. You go to this house with one of our with one of our patriots, and you can you know eat dinner with them and take a shower, get cleaned up, and all that kind of stuff. I said, great. So we, me and this other guy, patriot from the Mark Island Patriots, really great, nice, loving people, really loving. Um, we were coming back, okay, and all of a sudden, this this uh, Florida State blue coat pulls me over, okay. And uh, they they had 15 squad cars behind and around the truck, around, around the American Militia Freedom Forces vehicle there, okay? And I'm wondering, what the heck is going on? And the guy the guy looks into the window and he says, well, that guy next to me doesn't have a seatbelt on. I said, oh, 15 squad cars to pull me over, right? So then, so then later on, I found out from the Mark Wallen Patriots, they were freaked out. They, they said, holy cow, you really are somebody. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, when they arrested you, they shut the power off this big Mark Island neighborhood for a whole hour. Wow. Shut down the power. They had they they dropped in seven seven-man SWAT teams. They all had their guns leveled at me when I was being arrested. Seven seven-man. And then they had two Black Hawk helicopter gunships flying around, <laughs> hovering above me and around. Yeah. Yeah. And all and all and all all you're doing here is you're going to help some people in yeah. a in a hurricane thing and they're 
They're coming right. in on on you like they, they think you're uh, the uh, the Osama bin Laden, right, or something like that. They didn't like it. They didn't like it because he wasn't part of the uh, Red Cross. And and, and 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 the my troops that I had with me and working in conjunction with the Mark Island Patriots because they had all the connections. They were right from there, right from Mark Island. Yeah. Uh, they they knew the people who really needed the help, whose uh, you know property was destroyed, things were wrecked. And we went down and we fixed up uh, Tiger Ten Beach, which is a very famous beach down there. Uh, Tiger Tail Beach, it's called. We went down there and we raked things. We fixed up huts and stuff for that area. And we worked together with the Mark Lyon Patriots to fix up all this stuff. So what do they do? They arrest me. <laughs> yeah. and, uh, they, ended up, they ended up arresting me for lack of vehicle registration, proper, you know, re- renewed vehicle registration and uh, driver's license, which according to a plethora of federal and Supreme yeah. Court precedent, yeah. I don't have you to don't have, have to have it because you're not you're not engaged in commerce. I, I know. OK, look, we're yeah. coming up on the end of the show. You guys uh, listening by Red State Talk Radio, you can join us on YouTube before it's news or head over to Sons of Liberty Media and we'll be there. Uh, we got a question, though, that I'd like for you to address here. Uh, Jennifer asks, here's a conspiracy. Do you think this happened because you by you helping it put a monkey wrench in their plans to cause more death? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, <laughs> that. I don't doubt that a bit. I mean, if you read these flagbow stuff and everything, you, the way they twist and turn things, it's 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 amazing. It's all psychological, folks. You got to understand the psychological warfare that we're under right now. You need to understand how we're being spied on as Americans. Anybody who believes now, what the people should look up is the Mayak report and look at, up the Mayak report having to do with the militia. And you'll find out everybody that they're spying on because they list them in there. Like, for example, if you voted for Ron Paul, uh, if you voted for any other kind of constitutional patriot, I think the guy's last name was Barr. I can't remember his Bill. Not the same William Barr. No, not, the, not Bill. Uh, Bob Barr. Bob Barr. If you voted for Bob Barr. If you had uh, stickers on your car. If you ever flew a, a Revolutionary War flag, like the American people's first flag of freedom, yep. which is our flag. It's not the deep states flag. The, de- the deep states flag is the red, white, and blue. That's a state that our enemies fly who, who violate, uh, the, you know, the 10th Amendment law on a daily basis, and they're not supposed to exist. You see that flag right back there? The That's our yep. flag. Yep. That's a flag that created the Constitution and the Bill of Rights and the Declaration of Independence. I personally like the Peel the Heaven flag. flag. Yep. That's our flag. If you fly that flag, you're on a domestic terrorist list. Or the no king, the- or the no king, but King Jesus. We don't have the uh, these leaders that a lot of people want to talk about. We have representatives; they're servants for us. They uh, work in a creature that the that the states created. The states are not supposed to be subservient, and they flip that all around on us. That's why we're in the mess we're in, guys. And this is why we say we're trying to turn talk radio into do radio to go back and start doing what we're supposed to do. We've we've chucked our, our duties and our responsibilities, and as a result of that, that's why we're in trouble. Guys on Red State Talk Radio, join us on YouTube, Sons of Liberty Media, or Before It's News. And tomorrow we'll be back with Rotten to the Core Wednesday with the Common Core diva Lynn Taylor. You guys hang with us on the video, and we'll finish in a minute. 
Okay, all right, we want to welcome everybody coming in from Red State Talk Radio who have come over, and I told some of the guys in the chat room we're going to hang over for a little while because I still want to get to this issue. It, I mean, we could go on probably, and you guys could tell all these stories about all the stuff that's going on, exactly. which is fascinating because I'm, I'm amazed that somebody going on a vacation or somebody going to help somebody in another state is somehow worthy of the FBI's involvement. Uh, however, we do know that, um, and this is one of the things that drives me crazy about whether it's a local police or a federal agency or something like that, that somehow they're allowed to break the law in order to get lawbreakers. It doesn't make any sense to me. They can distribute, they can take over a thing in off Operation Pacifier, they can take over a pedophile website, they can distribute um, child porn in photograph and video formats to the tune of 80-something thousand of these things to people to catch people when every time they're doing it is a federal offense and they're not held accountable for it at all, but they're getting getting people who didn't take it, who uh, who didn't abuse children or anything like that, and those guys are in trouble, but the guys distributing it aren't. Uh, and it's a number of things that they can involve themselves in, and it's justified all in the name of whatever. So we get to this issue of FISA courts. Because again, Captain Carl, this is the thing that you and I were discussing before. So you 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 said, well, how did they find out about my daughter's you know vacation, my son, and all this? How did they find out about? It? We know certain things about it. We do know that people put things on social media. I don't know if if they did any of that. We do oh, no. know. I make a point. I make okay. a point not to be on social media. Well, yeah. Sorry, keep going. Let me let me let me let me set it up, and, and I'll get you to do that. We All know right. that that they can do stuff like that. Whether they did, and I'm glad you clarify that, Tracy. But we know they can do that. We know they've set up uh, NSA to basically record anything and everything, which is a clear violation of the Fourth Amendment. Nobody has a warrant. I mean, do I have to read this? <laughs> I guess I do. In the age where our when 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 our president is pushing red flag laws, which are a violation of about seven or eight of the First Amendments of the Bill of Rights, um, I guess I need to do this for people. Uh, the Fourth Amendment, the right of the people—that's you guys listening to me—to be secure in their persons, their houses, their papers, their effects. That's phone calls. You know, that's any of this kind of your emails against unreasonable searches and seizures. Unreasonable. What is the reason to go put FBI agents on a family who's going to have uh, a vacation? And then it goes on, it says, unreasonable searches and seizures shall not be violated and no warrant shall issue but upon probable cause supported by an oath um, or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons and things to be seized. Now, do, did you guys run across, or did you petition through a Freedom of Information Act, a warrant or an oath or affirmation describing anything that that would lead these agents to, to go to your place where you're having your vacation, Tracy? I, I, I don't believe so. I mean, like, what, uh, I mean, like, how, what did I do? Like, what did we do other than yeah, just Tracy, plan a vacation? The question is, did they, did they show you a warrant before they started? Oh, no, they, they, they just thought that, that we were oblivious to their, uh, to their shenanigans the whole entire time because that guy kept on calling me. 
you know, we were back in Wisconsin. He was trying to get a hold of me so that we could do like, oh, you want to go whitewater rafting today or whatever? And I'm like, I, I, I was just like, I'm not going to even answer. I'm not going to dignify this with a response. They they <laughs> didn't do anything like that. They didn't give me any warrants. They didn't. I mean, basically, they they became a part of our vacation, and that and then we went home, and that was that. Okay, yeah, we. Tim, we learned from the from the IG Horowitz's report in the state Senate hearing from just a few days ago, okay, that the FISA court uh, accepts and approves over ninety eight percent of all the FBI and the DOJ's requests, and all and not only them either, other deep state agencies that aren't even supposed to exist pursuant to Tenth Amendment law, because all those powers are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. That's the 10th Amendment law. Okay, now, I have reason to suspect, I mean, it seems rather evident that they tapped into Tracy's and Drake's phone calls. Okay, that's called a wiretap. That is against the Fourth Amendment law, which is one of the supreme laws of of land. Yep. Okay, obviously, they were tapping into Drake's and Tracy's phone calls, they knew everything that they were going to do, where they're going to be, what time they're going to be there, and you name it. So they tapped into their phone calls. The FISA court probably gave them uh, the authorization to tap into their phone calls. This is a super secret court. Nobody even knows what judges are in there. And I got I, another question. With, I'd, with, also, I'd also like to add, just to uh, you know solidify that case, is me, both Drake and I, hate we hate the social media and we hate all of the technology i i really i mean i can't when i can't even believe i'm on media, here so we media. definitely never i mean I, i'm never on there and i know drake isn't either because he doesn't like it either that's one thing that is similar about us so it, the only way that they possibly could have been so very precise and precise timing is by wiretapping that's the only way because i don't even go on the internet hardly okay so let let, and let's let people know what's going on here these fisa courts and see i haven't heard a lot of people in the media even the conservative talking heads and i'm not expecting them to do it because i think they're just going to justify it they're just as ignorant of the constitution as anybody else these are foreign intelligence surveillance courts right and and yet they were used to spy on an American presidential campaign. Exactly. And they're they're used to they have as far as I can see that I don't think that's in here article 3 and I don't I don't think I saw that in here. Uh where you get to do stuff like that, right? I mean, so they're they're doing that and everybody's up in arms because their guy with their political jersey got tagged with it. But it's everyday people like you guys or maybe me, I don't know. Um, oh, they, you're in there, Tim. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure that... Don't call yourself short, you're in there. Well, right. but that's what I'm saying. They're not mad about the fact that they, if they, you know, look, you can say what you want, but if you supported Trump, then maybe you're, con- in fact, you are considered a domestic terrorist if you're part of the, the Q cult, okay? You're just considered part of that. And that's Trump's FBI, by the way. Okay, so if you guys haven't caught on, he's the guy that can shut all that down. He's the one who could cut the head off the snake. He's not done that. I'm not trying to pick on you. I'm just saying you're being set up. So all of this goes, it flies in the face of the protections 
that this administration and every administration before it and the ones who will come after it are supposed to uphold to to protect your liberty. And is it being done? Well, obviously not. Uh, Captain Carl, what did uh, what did the, the the senator out there say during that hearing? Well, the senator, I mean, the 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 entire Horowitz report came out, and Horowitz himself was on that Senate hearing, and he's talking about how if, if they can surveil the pres the the president of the United States, the upcoming, and even after he was president of the United States. If they can surveil him and use electronic surveillance on him and use CHRs on him, which they did, and fill out 302 reports on him, which the CH, you know, the 302 reports, the agents, the CHR agents did on him, think what they can do to us or any of us who are who who are, who are in the Second Amendment law. The, the the militia being necessary to the security of a free free state, and I would say free, independent, and sovereign state, actually a country, um, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, in other words, to enforce the rule of law pursuant to Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. The war isn't over in Afghanistan. <laughs> it's not over in Iraq. No, it's here. The war is here, folks. Uh, well, it, absolutely, it absolutely is. And it, read the Tenth Amendment law. Read the Tenth Amendment law. Just it, it will take you what two minutes, maybe. It won't take it won't take that long. But the, but the whole the whole I mean, idea is there is there is a, a war against the people here, and the problem right. is it you know that there's a great line in that film, The Patriot. You know why do I want to trade the one tyrant three thousand miles away for three thousand who are one mile away? And that's what we've got. In fact, it's kind of interesting. They kind of played off of that a couple of years ago. You remember when the cloakroom uh, was was tapped? Remember that? And Diane Feinstein goes, "I can't believe that oh, the right, NSA yeah. would be on." And Justin Amash came out with that tweet and said, "Will you hypocrite? This is the stuff you support." And uh, and so they act like they're upset, but they're really not upset because they don't care. I mean, this woman has a guy who's been her driver and an, an advisor in, in her team for two decades who's a Chinese spy. Does she get in any trouble? No, no, still not in trouble. And no, so that's why no. I tell you it's a game. Yep. Now, folks, you know why all powers, let me say it again, all power, all power which also means all spending is reserved to the states respectively or to the people. No money, no powers, nothing is reserved to the U.S. government. You guys, all of us need to understand the rule of law, and then we need to execute Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, where it says that we the people, meaning the militia, we're on the militia. That is a law. You can't get out of it. You can't say, oh, no, I don't want to be in the militia. That's against the law to say that. You can't say that. You can say it, but you can't do it. You can say that because it's, of the first it's, amendment. It's as clear as uh, well, but it's it's our job a boy or a girl. to execute the laws of the union, which means the Declaration of Independence, the Constitution, and the Bill of Rights. Those are the laws of the union. We don't there aren't any other laws. And we, the people, ordained and established those laws on all Republicans. And all Democrats and the president of the United we, we ordained and established that law on the president of the United States, on the Supreme Court, 
and and all of their henchmen, all and all the blue coats, all the Fed coats, and we also ordain and establish those laws on our governors and on our state legislators and all the county commissioners that are trying to stop Christmas this year. I kid you not, you can't make this stuff up. I am not exaggerating. You can, you can even some of the news is telling you they're trying to shut down Christmas completely. You're not allowed to have a family Christmas. No family Christmas this year. Yeah, well, they were trying to do it with Thanksgiving as well. And, you know, Tracy, you were mentioned and uh, you mentioned the girls in there. And I know you've been training with your dad. I know you served in there. But, you know, I can remember a time and it's not it's not uh, uh, sexist at all. But it there was a time when women were not expected or, or would not even have been seen in something like that. The men were out to protect the women and the children. And, and now there's been this this idea that somehow women are not women if, if that's the role they have, that men treat them like queens, that they love them as Christ loved uh, the church. Uh, he, he, they love their wives that way. They love their daughters that way, that they want to protect them. Now it's got this idea that it's, oh, we're just all equals in this and this, that, and the other, and they want to send our daughters into uh, uh, into combat and things of that. Well, over my dead body, am I doing any of that, okay? Um well, I can say some bad things. They can go fly a kite. Oh. <laughs> Something nice about that. But I mean, that's where we've that's where we've come to this. But I, the men, it's the men who haven't stepped up. And so, you know, Carl, one of the things we talked about, and we've had uh, David Zuniga on uh, tactical civics. This is a great way. We've got some of the guys in the chat room who've joined on with tactical civics. My friend Southern Gent, uh, who pops in sometimes up in Virginia, he's already recruited several guys in his county for the militia there. Um, they're learning about that through David and, um, and, you know, David's been at this a long time. I told him the first thing he needed to be doing was get that app going, David, get the app going. Cause then you're going to draw in the young crowd who, you know, have those goofy smartphones that make you stupid. Um, <clears throat> like they do it for me. I'll tell you that. And, uh, they're, they're going to be in that and then they're going to be finding out, okay, who's breaking the law. Oh, I want to be a part of getting those guys. That's what they'll be thinking. I want to be a part of, of getting those guys and keeping my free. Because there's a lot of young people who do realize the in, I mean, Ron Paul got that group. They got the group. He got the group being an older man. He drew them in because he talked about liberty. And he wasn't talking about just you do whatever you want to do. But he was talking about real liberty there. And so um, to me, it's a it's a very important thing. So. Let's let's give another example here, and then we'll get ready to close out the show in just a little bit. Hey, can can I? Uh, yeah, please uh, go ahead. My mom is uh, pacing back and forth. She needs to get online. She's at a work. Oh, okay. Uh, could I could I use this? Oh yeah, yeah. You can pop in. Is that you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. this is me. Yeah, just turn it turn it well, sideways, and we'll yeah we'll bring you right in. Turn your turn your camera sideways, and we'll bring you right in. You can cut this one off. Okay. Yep, here you go. I'm I'm letting you join. <laughs> hey, look at there's infinity. Okay, I gotta go. My mom's getting uh, really upset. Okay, no problem. All right, Carl. Okay, I, what I'm do... turning this one off, but uh, you got me here, right? Oh, yep, I got you on there. Yeah, we just need we need some audio. Um, so if you can put that on, okay. Does this work? You're good. Oh, look at this. Oh, okay. Hang on, let me go off. All right, we'll let you cut that off now, Carl. Here's what I want you to do. You've got also a, a very interesting story to where I'm you've so got um, you've got uh, this issue with TSA agents. Whenever you fly, 
um, they're somehow tracking you or whatever's going on there. Do you want to speak a little bit about that? Tell people a little, a little story of what's going on there as well. Uh, certainly. Um, whenever I fly, of course, uh, <laughs> my understanding, uh, when I was down in Florida and they, they, they got, they arrested me with those seven, seven man SWAT teams, the helicopter gunships and 15 squad cars. First of all, arresting me because the Patriot next to me wasn't wearing a seatbelt. <laughs> That's what they told me. And uh, then second of all, they actually arrested me for uh, for lack of vehicle registration or proper vehicle, proper vehicle registration and driver's license. Um, they, uh, yeah, they, uh, anyways, after, after that, well, even before that, anyways, uh, because I was at the Bundy Ranch with the American Militia Freedom Forces protecting the Bundy Ranch and enforcing the seven constitutional laws that specifically prohibit the U.S. government from owning or managing any land, and the Tenth Amendment law, which totally um, makes it illegal for the U.S. government to have the deep state of agencies and bureaus that are explicitly prohibited from existing pursuant to Tenth Amendment law, um, the TSA agents, whenever I'm, we found out after the Florida event, uh, they, they impounded the American Militia Freedom Forces vehicle, which is a huge expensive vehicle and the trailer and the motorcycle. There's a, there's a motorcycle that goes on there, a very special, uh, motorcycle with all sorts of electronics on it and stuff like that, that goes, it, it, it a ramp pulls it up on back of the truck and puts it behind the cab automatically so they had all three of those vehicles and i you know that was my only transportation tracy came down to help me and other patriots came down to help me as well because i had no way to get around anywhere and anyways um i found out through that that i was uh through that one of the mark lyon patriots had his attorney check into me and we found out that i was number six on on the dtl the domestic terrorist list okay and ever since, and I found out about that. So ever since I've been trying to fly, actually since the Bundy Ranch, I think it was. Uh, anyways, the TSA, they always put two guards in front of me and two guards behind me, all armed guards, okay? The nice thing is I get to pass by all the people <laughs> and go through the security first, you know, or in front of people. And, uh, you know, I feel like the President of the United States because I get all the special treatment, right? And the TSA guys, I have to admit, they've been nice to me and they've been uh, respectful of me and all that kind of stuff. But the fact of the matter is, why is the deep state, first of all, allowed to even exist pursuant to the Tenth Amendment law? And number two, why am I being treated like any other, you know, just like any other American? Why are they putting armed guards on me? Just because I'm enforcing the rule of law, specifically under the Second Amendment law and under Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15, because I'm a Jeffersonian constitutionalist and I fight for the people's rights and secure the people's rights through my responsibility and duty, specifically in accordance with the Constitution, Article 1, Section 8, Clause 15. So they're putting armed guards on me? You know, what yeah. the hell? I don't care if they're treating me nice and they're even joking with me a little bit. I'm always, I'm always being cordial, cordial. FBI and all that kind of stuff. But by what right are they doing that? What about my Fourth Amendment rights? Well, Carl, I think that's one of the things that that I brought up before is even for for just the average American. uh, I remember when I went up to Minnesota to see Bradley. We left out of Charlotte over here. 
And uh, I won't go through the big, you know, gamma ray Hulk machine that they got there. And I make the guy go through my stuff uh, if I'm going to get on there because I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to challenge him as to what he's doing. So the guy who was over here was a veteran of Iraq. And I said, I said, let me ask him, what are you doing? I said, do you know the Constitution? And he goes, yeah, I know what he says. I was I was I'm a veteran and I served in Iraq and this that. And he was very nice. But you're right. He doesn't know. So I, I informed him. I said, well, you know, the Fourth Amendment says that I'm to be protected in this. Do you have a reason that you're searching my stuff? I mean, am I am I suspected? Is there a probable cause that I'm, I've committed a crime or something like this? And he goes, no, this is just, you know, this is what we do. He says, and I know your argument of Fourth Amendment. They say this is administrative. I said, can you show me the word administrative and what that means in the Fourth Amendment or anywhere else in the Constitution? He goes, he just kind of laughed and he goes, well, no, he says, but this isn't a hill to die on. And I said, well, what's a hill to die on? And this veteran says, well, when they come to take my guns, and I just looked at him and I said, look, you've already sold out your birthright by doing what you're doing right now. You're Mm -hmm. already an agent of the state. You're an enemy of the people. And I said, when they come to take your guns, if they do, or or else they're going to just turn you on the people, it's one or the other. When they come take your guns, you're going to hand them over nice and easy too, because you've yes. already you've already compromised yourself here. So you know, Carl, one of the things is when these guys are doing what they're doing, they're already being conditioned, and they've been that way since 2001. The federalizing of you know just blanket millions of violations of the Constitution and the people's rights, day in and day out, over and over and over extorting the people. Uh, you can't fly unless you do what we tell you. We've seen them go after, you know, people in wheelchairs, babies in their diapers, um, <laughs> the, the people who have colostrum bags, all this kind of stuff for no good reason, except it was a fear tactic. Somebody might get on a plane. <laughs> and yet we used to report, not only could they bypass the gamma ray Hulk machines, but they could also, <laughs> They could all that we, we found several stories where guys were going on with 18 inch blades, okay, from like Florida to Dallas and back and not being caught with them. So they aren't stopping anything. And this guy who's the veteran has the audacity to tell me, well, we haven't had any planes fly in any building since then. And I just said, stupid is as stupid does. I don't understand. But you've had all this other stuff where if somebody wanted to, they could take out a plane if that's what they want to do. Nobody can stop that. You've disarmed the people. You don't even let them carry anything for guys who had box allegedly right. had box cutters. So right. it, it's not just you. It's and I think that's the thing. It's everybody. And underwear bombs. Yeah, underwear. The underwear bombs or the the the, the diaper bombs or whatever the case may be or the or the <laughs> shoes. You have to take off your shoes for goodness sake. So what right. I want people to understand. I don't wear shoes. I don't wear shoes, so I don't have that problem there. <laughs> well, one of the things I want people to understand is yes, you're getting sort of a special treatment, kind of like the media took and put you know, President Trump and his campaign in, and everybody goes, that's terrible, that's bad. But they don't even pay attention. They just think, well, this is the natural. You've got an entire generation that's growing up think it's a natural thing to take your shoes off, go through the Hulk machine, get your stuff rifled through, um, you know. Exactly. Have have the uh, explosive checks on your computer, your bottles of water, whatever it is. They think that's normal, and it's not. It's the exact, it's the very kind of tyranny that our forefathers uh, faced, you know, a couple of hundred years ago. Tim, you know, uh, up until September of 2001, and even after that for a few flights, I used to be an executive vice president for a, 
manufacturing firm and we sold commercial building products uh, for large and small, you know, commercial building projects, you know, uh, all, you know, around the union pretty much. And uh, I had to fly all over the place because I also did sales besides being the executive vice president. I handled, you know, the bigger sales. Okay. You know, I could list some big jobs. So I can buy this in there. But I had to fly all over all the time, a lot. Okay. And uh, I never flew in my life ever, whether it be for family vacation or for business, without this. <laughs> right there. Pocket knife? Yeah, my remember my I got sister, mine too. Remember my Swiss Army? I never I never I, flew on a plane in my life without a Swiss <laughs> Army knife on yeah. my belt. Ever. Ever. Oh mine's inside. I, I and I never took over a I never took over a plane once. Not not once. I never threatened any anybody on the plane. Because it's against I mean yeah. what the heck what what have we become? Why have we been so why programmed yeah. and dumbed well, down to think that because somebody's carrying a multi-tool on their belt, he's a domestic terrorist. Oh, by the way, now I now I carry two of them. <laughs> well, I think I think part of the issue is is that uh, it's it, let's lay the blame where it belongs. Okay, the blame belongs with the church. The church is felt to be the moral compass. It's become uh-huh. neutered. It's become uh, effeminate. It doesn't want to take a stand. I mean, my goodness, it doesn't even want to speak the truth about sin, which is transgression of the law. It doesn't even want to speak about that anymore. And so if we're not those who will, who will stand for the truth when it, is, when it hasn't even come to the shedding of our blood, how, how many people are going to do that when it actually does come to that point? Mm-hmm. They can talk big and bad and have the testosterone. You know, I'm not... I tell, I joke with people too, um, Tracy. I, I got my own little. Uh, <laughs> See, I didn't know if that was appropriate for sure. <laughs> no, I, here, I, I have my own. I have my, I have my, I have my own syringe uh, to to yeah. distribute uh, vaccines if I need to do that. And the only reason I even began really moved into that point was, was something that happened years ago in dealing with child protective services in my state because i see the way they will corner you they will lie about you they they're not honest and they use some of the dumbest people on the planet to do it and if you don't know all you know is this is a bear that you don't want to poke because if you poke it boy they can make your life terrible and so oh, i understand gotcha. that. But but and who when wants to deal with that? They yeah. took my two sons away, my two teenage sons away from me for over three months. I'm sorry, mom. I forgot how long it was. Drake and Drew, the the brother Tracy's brother Drake that she the FBI was spying on. Yeah, they uh-huh. took him away a few years before that away from me. Um, and I wasn't allowed to see him except for when I went to visit them at the CHS or HHS. Can, can I, Dad? Can I quickly? Can I quickly comment? Where they're filming me? Can I quickly comment about that? It was so bad, Tim. It was so bad that uh, when me and my boyfriend, who actually we were living in Milwaukee at the time, we were visiting up for Christmas, and uh, and and. Drake and Drew were in the Rainbow House, the Rainbow House, uh, which is a CH, what is that? CHS, right? Child Protective, oh, CPS. It's actually, uh, it's true, it's actually volunteers, but they work extremely close with HHS and other organizations that take 
children away from mothers and fathers, but especially the Rainbow House. Almost always it's fathers. The Rainbow House. And, and, and it ends up in divorce. The, the record on, on, on Rainbow House and HHS is horrible. I did it. Oh, recently. yeah. They I mean, it's crazy. Anyways, when I went to... I, I couldn't find I couldn't find my wife or whatever, and I go to look, and here her truck is her pickup is parked alongside the Rainbow House. I go, oh my God, there she is, there she is. I didn't I didn't even know what was going on, and 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 I pull my car in there. I'm calling up her relatives and stuff like that, talking to them on the phone, and and all of a sudden I hear Mr. Canix, Mr. Canix, come out of the truck with your hands up or something like that. I couldn't hardly hear it, but I heard it, you know. And I'm like, what the heck? What is this? And did that come through my radio? I didn't even know. Anyways, they come, they say it again, and I come out, and here's a SWAT team on the buildings around me, and there's like a bunch of SWAT on the ground, okay, and they're coming to me with their fully automatic weapons pointed at me. Yeah. And they're saying, you got to get in, you, you got to get out of here. I said, wait a minute, I think my children are in there. I think my wife, I know my wife's in there. That's her truck right there. Okay. Yeah. And they said, "Well, you can't come here. You can't. You can't see your children." What? <laughs> oh, that's crazy! Wait a second. Now, now, let me let me comment. Weapons and sniper rifles. So let I can't add see my children. Let me add to that. That's unbelievable. Oh, wait, well, just one more thing, real quick. Okay. I got to get this in before I get. <laughs> Sorry. In, when I was in court, the kids, uh, the kids, uh, so-called guardian ad litem, who was a real. I'm going to call her what she was. She was a feminazi and a major <laughs> yes. She testified in court that I shouldn't have my children. I shouldn't have my children at all, ever. And she said the reason is, is because Mr. Canix is a Tea Party leader, is what she said, <laughs> and a Jeffersonian constitutionalist. <laughs> That's in the court record. That's why I wasn't ever supposed to get my children, ever. Okay. Me, I, I, looked over, I looked over at my attorney and I go, "What?" <laughs> oh, it's it. No, it's it's a bizarre. It's a bizarre thing, and I can tell you. I can tell you that uh, in dealing with the CPS, uh, you probably had the same sort of thing. You get some of. And when I say the dumbest people, I really mean that. Um, we we dealt with them, and the circular reasoning that you deal with those people with is incredible. And if they send you to a doctor for your child, the doctors are the same way, dumb as a box of hammers, I'm telling you. And it would drive me up the wall because I was like, I am not used to dealing with people who who can't follow a simple line of logic. I'm just not, well, I, I have gotten used to that with some people, but for the most part, most people at least can understand. They may not agree with you, but they can follow sort of your line. of These people can't follow it at all, and I think they use them. I think many of them are compromised. Uh, they said, you know, we didn't care for our son and this, that, and the other. And I, I just asked the lady who would come here every week, and she found out we were videoing her, so she made her trips really, really short. Um, but I asked her, I said, so who's taking care of your kids all day? Because I make sure that we've got... Everything covered so my wife can be here with our kids. Who's taking care of your kids? Oh, well, they're at the daycare. Oh, okay, okay. But I'm neg- villain, I'm neglecting my is. kids, right? I'm neglecting my kids. Yeah. But okay, yeah. So, uh, wait, Dad. Can I can I comment about that? What, okay, so during that time, yeah. and, and Dad, uh, when the kids were at the Rainbow House. It was Christmas time, and we came to have a family Christmas, 
And then we find oh, over, out over that Drake at my and house. Drew, at right, my, at your at house. house. And, and we find out that Drake and Drew are not allowed to go home. And yeah, so me and my brother, me and my brother Ryan and my boyfriend Matt, we uh we go up there like, geez, that's kind of a little sad, you know. Yeah, like, oh, uh, you know, let's go visit them really quick at the Rainbow House just to, you know, have a quick visit with them at least for a little bit. Maybe they'll have a little bit of, you know, feeling like they're still family there and that we care about them. And we brought our presents and everything, and all of a sudden we get there, we we uh, go up to the Rainbow House. It's locked, so we ring the doorbell. And all of a sudden they're like, uh, who is, who are you? State your name and purpose and stuff. And, and uh, me and Ryan are like, she, well, we're, we're, uh, we're uh, Drake and Drew's brother and sister. We want to give them some presents and spend some time with them for Christmas. And they, 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 they're like, you, you can't be here. You shouldn't be here or something like that. And all of a sudden, two seconds later, five cop cars show up. And my boyfriend, Matt's like, holy crap, what the hell is going on, you know? Uh, like, and they, they come out and, and they're like, oh, you can't be here and stuff. I'm like, this is my fan. These are our fan. My brother, we couldn't, you would, like, we're not even involved. We're siblings. And we just want to say, see our brothers and our brothers for Christmas. And, uh, and say, okay, well, drop your presents off right at the door outside and, and, and then leave. Make sure you're gone in your cars then we'll open the door and grab the presents and then uh so they opened the they got the presents and they brought them in and then drake and drew were able to open them and uh and uh they saw what it was and i think i gave them like some like you know like handcuff like some handcuffs and you know like uh like kid stuff you know and, yeah. and they go, oh, oh, I'm glad you got to see your presents. And they go, uh, you're not going to be able to play with this. And then they just threw out all their presents oh, in front of them. Peace. And they said they couldn't play with it at all. And, and I just feel so bad for them at that time because, I mean, they didn't even get yeah. that. <laughs> well, it, it, the whole thing is it seems like the, the family's been targeted for a long time there. But I, I want people to to get an understanding that this isn't just – you know, things that happen to you guys. My friend Jim White is recently uh, at Northwest Liberty News. He's been covering uh, Child Protective Services, the criminal, I'm just absolute criminal activity. You don't get a jury trial. You get to go in a family court. It's administrative. They don't charge you with a crime. They can take your kids without, I mean, they're not supposed to. It's illegal. It's unconstitutional. It's kidnapping. That's what it is. And I know some people say, some people say, oh, well, those people probably deserved it. You don't know what you're talking about. I'm just going to tell you. In some cases, they the parents need to be dealt with, yeah, but that ought to be handled by the community. And again, this goes back to the church where she has yeah. lost her influence in the community. They used to deal with stuff like this when it would happen. And we, we've right. lost our influence in that. We stood back and we said... We're going to stay in here, and we just want to sing songs, and we want the preacher to preach to us. We don't want to take it out in the community, which is the First Amendment is a part of protection, folks. It is Luke that we have the Christians. free, yeah, we have the free exercise of religion, the free exercise of it. And that means not just going to a church building. I'm, encur- I'll encourage that exactly. But the fact the five hundred one c three churches yep. have become something that is completely different entity than what Jesus Christ is uh is founded on it's it is uh they do lip service to god and and it it talks about it in the bible too you're you 
shout and and scream and and you say everything's for me but you your hearts are so far yeah the heart the heart is far from me so with that said i that's the thing i want that's the message i want to pass out because uh we need to close out the show here guys so uh give me just a second uh let me do that and uh what we're going to do is we're going to uh uh just uh uh, let me close out the show and then I'll get with you guys about 10 seconds after we close out the show. Guys, you in the chat room, thank you for staying over. I know we kept you a little bit long. Appreciate your support and everything. If you want to continue to support us, go to sonslibertymedia.com. We really appreciate that. It helps us stay on the air. helps Bradley go out into the States and to give our Christian and constitutional heritage. I mean, he's been in 300-something public schools to tell kids that. They're not being taught our Constitution. They're not being taught that we have Christian foundations. And so he goes and does that. He goes to Tea Party meetings. Maybe you want to have him come in. Go to sonslibertymedia.com. Click on the contact button there, and you can contact to schedule him to come into your area as well. Guys, in 22 and a half hours, we're going to be back. Rotten to the Core Wednesday. Lynn will be on. We're going to be talking more and more about uh, where federal education a violation of the 10th Amendment law. That's the stuff we talked about. We're going to be exposing more of what's going on there. We're going to be pointing you back to the Bible. This month, we're taking a special time to just go to the Bible. This is what the Bible has to say about education and encourage you to do that with your kids, your grandkids, your nephews, your nieces, whatever the case may be. Get the get the right education there. God says in Deuteronomy 6 that we're to teach not only to have his commands in our heart, we're to teach them diligently to our children. We want to encourage that. So tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Eastern Time, same bat time, same bat channel. We'll see you then. Adios.